into the contest. It's Wednesday, the 8th of December. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Tim Gilbert here and Shane Lee. We saw each other in person yesterday, which was very, very nice. The Roosters commercial Christmas, and uh, they were thanking everyone that stuck by them. It had been a difficult year, but a really nice afternoon at the Sydney Cricket Ground. Yeah, beautiful afternoon, mate. And it's good to see people actually at a function, uh, Tim, and uh, conversing with each other. But uh, look, the Roosters do it well. They're very, very impressive. And it starts at the top with Trent Robinson and... Um, yeah, the players are all uh, they're all nice guys and very respectful, and um, I can see why that club does so well. Yeah, and it was interesting to have a chat with Jake Friend and Boyd Cordner, who were both forced into retirement, but great attitudes, and then the Morris brothers, uh, extraordinary. So uh, a wonderful afternoon. Now, of course, we have a big charity auction that we're doing at the moment for the Cooper Rice Braiding Foundation. There are some amazing things to buy from the auction, so make sure you go and have a squeeze. A cricket bat signed by the Aussies from the 2019 Ashes Tour in the United Kingdom. That will go to some lucky person before Christmas. Find out more information at afternoonsport.com forward slash auction. And of course, remember, they drew that series to keep the Ashes and it was a big, big win. Steve Smith getting runs all over the place. Will he do it again? Of course, the Ashes start today in Brisbane. England's named a pretty strong squad. WA, can they stop winning? about the test match and we're going to chat a little bit of Bulldogs as well. Now, there's nothing like a healthy head of hair. Shane, when I first met you, those blonde flowing locks, well, they had a life of their own. Yes, Timmy. As they say, look after your hair and everything else will take care of itself. Now, I've got something for you too, Timmy, even with that silver fox look. It's called Main Hair Care. Oh, Main Hair Care. I know it. I absolutely love it. Yes, mate. Specialised men's hair care. Targeting scalp conditions to stimulate scalp and over time improve growth. Oh, it's a fantastic product. It really is. I also note that it's all Australian, fully organic ingredients, Shane. Yep. Not only will you look good, but the scent is just wonderful. Main Hair Care. I'm going to get it on today. And that's spelled M-A-N-E, mainhaircare.com. Well, starts today, Shane, the first Ashes test. There's a little bit of rain about, but um, England, this squad looks looks strong. It does look strong. Uh, ben Stokes is in, uh, that which very much strengthens their team, mate. Um, he's in the side. Uh, the big loss is uh, Jimmy Anderson. They're saying that he is fit, but he won't play the first test. If he was fit, he was go- he'll play, mate. That's that's absolutely ridiculous. They're hiding something there. It's a bit of a calf injury, I think. But um, it looks like they may go with the five seamers, um, and that'll mean that the uh, left arm spinner Jack Leach will miss out. Um, and the young gun um, Ollie Pope, uh, he takes uh, Bairstow's spot, and he'll bat six. A very very good talent. Um, but overall, a very very strong team. But yes, Timmy, there's a lot of rain about the Gabba, mate. But I will be tuning in 10:30 for the first ball. That's for sure. What what do you think of the Australian batting lineup? See, the thing is, when you look at a, a batting lineup like this and you see the name Steve Smith, it almost uh, abrogates or it almost makes up for any of the other problems, doesn't it? Because you think, well, he's just going to get runs. You'd think so. It's um, it'll take him a while to get going, I think. But you've got Labuschagne at three, who's as scored two hundreds already this season in Shield cricket. Mm. Um, Warner's coming off a fantastic T Twenty. He'll have a he'll be brimming with confidence. Um, head at five, you know, is scoring runs as well. So all the players uh, in our top six have scored some runs, even Green as well. So, yeah, we're going into this first test with some runs on the board, which is always good. 
Yeah, but they they have a new captain. They're, they're, mm. You know, it'll be really interesting to watch because I just got a feeling that if a couple of things go against them, they'll be unsettled and it's not going to be the walkover that a lot of people expect. Um, I really think the English will take it to them. Yeah, it never is, Timmy, and um, you, you're dead right. But the first session, we'll set it up. Harris is under the pump, I think, our opening batsman. He's the one player that hasn't scored a hell of a lot of runs. Averages 23 in test cricket. Mm. He needs to get runs his first test and um, to shore up his spot in the team. It's going to be interesting to see where this fifth test ends up. Uh, there's been so much talk about it. Even the WA government, and we're not going to get political here, uh, ironically said that Cricket Australia has not been very flexible. Uh, but they had no choice, I think. Mate, they have got no idea. The police commissioners come in now in WA and had a go at Cricket Australia saying, why aren't they like the AFL? Well, Cricket Australia told them up front, it, the English team did not want to go into a second hard lockdown under no, no circumstance. So um, WA were never going to get uh, the test match unless they lifted that for both the Australian and um, you know, I suppose all the other players that go along with um, with the team, including the English team. So, mate, they knew it was happening, so they're missing out and they're crying now um, over spilt milk, I think, Timmy. And you can see why they've made the decision and you can see why the mm. English uh, are just going to um, stamp their foot down. Remember, it wasn't that long ago that they were talking about uh, not coming because they mm. just felt, look, we've gone through all this drama. We're not going through it again just because you guys are. And with New South Wales and Victoria Open and Queensland doing the same thing, and South Australia peeping open and Hobart. Well, I mean, you're not going to get the sport unless you, you open your door. So we'll have to wait and see and uh, watch exactly what happens. Hobart looking like uh, it's the front runner at the moment, but there is a strong argument for Sydney and Melbourne because you're going to get bigger crowds. Now, talking about the SCG, look, push away the meat pies. We well, don't have to push them away too far because they're still there. <laughs> but uh, Maryvale doing the catering, the Sydney Cricket Ground. So uh, we had a little bit of a taste of it yesterday at that Roosters function that we mentioned at, at the top of the podcast. But, you know, Balmain bug rolls and, um, you know, Aaron Cheney balls. Goodness gracious me, Shane. Mate, it's a big step up, isn't it? Justin Hems mm. knows what he's doing, mate. The Maryvale group, are uh, they're locked in for a six-year agreement there. But you can get oysters there now. You can get a steak. You can get, um, yeah, the, the, the catering has gone through the roof. They've still got the traditional stuff, Timmy the pies and the hot dogs. But it's just a little bit uh, bit more upmarket than uh, what people are used to. They're keeping the prices the same for those standard um, uh, cuisines. But there's some other really, really good stuff too if you want to go high end, which is great. I just wonder whether one of the staff who was handing the food out felt like I was running after. (laughs) 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 When you're you're at those events and you're on the stage emceeing, you sort of periodically jump out and you're watching these Balmain bug rolls going. So I was uh, was hovering across. (laughs) Could have got booked. I thought you looked a little bit distracted, Timmy. Could have got booked for loitering. Um, (laughs) What about this catch? Um, Melbourne Renegades, young gun, Jake Fraser McGurk. That was a sensational one-hander, just a teenager as well. Yeah, he's a young, real prodigious talent uh, with the bat. Um, yeah, Fraser McGurk, the surname, and uh, you will not see a better outfield catch, Timmy. He timed his jump to perfection. It reminded me a little bit of uh, John Dice. Remember that outfield mm. catch that he took? Oh, many, John Dice and one of the best now. Many, yeah. many moons ago, but um, yeah, it was almost like a, he took a mark in the, in, the, in the forward pocket in the AFL, but uh, yeah, great catch. He had to really time his mark. Uh, it was a flat sort of sweep shot. Um, and he jumped up right hand in the air and took a classic catch. You should look it up online if you haven't seen it. Great catch. 
Yeah, and for those that uh, sort of aren't in that generation that they remember the Australian opener, John Dyson taking that catch mm. at the SCG, former soccer goalkeeper. Uh, that'll be online, YouTube, everywhere as well. Uh, one of the classic catches where he dived back and Bill Laurie just, um, you know, just went off, as you'd imagine. <laughs> Did you, any great catches that you took? Um, I, I know you, you had a great set of hands. You spent a, a, quite a bit of time in the slips for New South Wales. Any any sensational catches that you can remember? You, here's your opportunity to uh, brag a bit, even a, a ripper down at Rawson Oval in Mossman or down at Oak Flats? Yeah, I took plenty of good catches, Timmy. Um, it's more the ones you drop that uh, <laughs> that you actually remember. I remember Mark Taylor sitting our young New South Wales team down. I think I'd played about 30 games at this stage and I stupidly said that I'd never dropped a catch in first-class cricket. And, of course, what happened that game? Greg blew it on zero. Nick, to me, at second slip, dropped it and blew it, got 200. So <laughs> what a stupid <laughs> thing to say. But, uh, yeah, took, took, took a couple of goodies, mate. But um, Oh, yeah, yeah, good set of hands. I remember the, the best catch I ever took was, like, under 13s, and I'm in the outfield, and the ball has smashed me in the chest and <laughs> popped up into my hands. Most of the other ones slipped through and hit the deck. Oh, goodness. Classic catches. I, I love those compilations. I used to love going to, you know, there's been some amazing catches. Those West Indies players like Gus Logie and Viv Richards. Yeah. Steve Wall's catch where he ran behind the side screen. Just amazing stuff. And no doubt we'll see a bit of that throughout the Ashes series, which starts today. Stay right where you are because we've got a lot to come. We've got tennis, NRL, AFL, and much more after this short break. Interesting to see that the international tennis body is not following the lead of others and wanting to punish China over that whole missing player story, Shane. Yeah, it's a bit of a divide now in the tennis world. So the WTA, which is the Women's Tennis Association, uh, put a ban mm. on, I think it was 11 events in China. Um, no matches to be played out there due to the, the Peng Shui um, sort of treatment of her. But now, that, as, you, as you mentioned, the International Tennis Federation, the ITF, have said, well, why would we um, sort of punish a billion people in China? So they're going to go ahead with their matches. Um, so it's a, it's a male versus female thing now happening, um, which is a bit of a debacle, I think. Um, they need to be consistent. Yeah, and it's tough, isn't it? Because um, the mm. government's the problem at times. It's And it's not the people. The people are beautiful. I've spent time in that country and it's hard. Mm. It's like when any sanctions come on to the countries, it's never never the actual people. It's the governments are at fault. So it's a difficult one. Uh, what about the Bulldogs? Um, they've put a, a line in the sand. The I'm talking about the Canterbury Bulldogs here in the Rugby League. They've uh, basically come out and said to John Asiata, who had just joined the club, that it's not going to work because you're not vaccinated. So he's the first of uh, the players in the NRL to get the marching orders for not getting the jab. Yeah, they've just torn up his one-year contract. Um, it's a very, very uh, sort of bold move, isn't it, Timmy? Um, he hasn't even started training with the club. So he, I think he came from the Broncos down to the Bulldogs on a one-year contract and said, didn't want to get mm. vaccinated. And they said, well, goodbye, go away. <laughs> and that's what's happened. I don't know whether that makes a difference to their salary cap or whatever, but, uh, yeah, obviously he's not fitting in with the team at all. And uh, so he's gone. So he'll be out of yeah. a job now. Oh, it's just too hard basket for mm. clubs, I think. just It just becomes too difficult. Now, WA, um, AFL, uh, we often talk about concussion issues in 
uh, our contact sports, rugby league, rugby union. And of course, it's very prevalent in the AFL and West Coast defender Brad Shepherd. He's announced his retirement because of uh, ongoing concussion problems. Yeah, Brad Shepherd, as you mentioned, mate, he's a uh, the West Coast defender. He's only 30 years of age and he's had ongoing concussion issues. Um, he's mm. the second West Coast player um, this year to uh, retire due to these issues. So unfortunately, Timmy, what goes with... Um, with this sort of stuff, as as the uh, the medical team get better and and awareness becomes a lot more prevalent, um, they're finding out that these guys have potential issues that will be long lasting. So he's going to walk away for his own health. But thirty years of age, it's um it's pretty young, and yeah, I'm sure he'd be very very upset about that because uh, he may have two or three big years in him left. Who knows? Yeah. I think long term though, they're, they're the mm. right decisions, aren't I they? Agree. And you think back and you look back at some of the older vision and we don't have to go back that far in time where someone was knocked out senseless and, mm. uh, and rather than go off and have any concussion tests or not come back or, or miss weeks, they basically uh, were sponged down and they stayed on the field and, and the damage that gets done uh, is, you know, you can't turn that stuff around. That's it's it. irreparable. Um, now, horse racing, what's going on with these jockeys? We saw these Victorians have this party a few weeks ago. Now the Brisbane jockeys have been on the P155. <laughs> so is, is that what it was? Because it was a breath test, wasn't well, it? Well, they so- fa- failed some tests, yes. So I'd imagine that's what it had to have been. Because, yeah, I'm pretty sure you can't be tested for other sort of illicit substances by breath tests. So it has to be alcohol. Um, and they're saying that they have uh, – uh, they need to protect the horses, right, um, and the animals in this situation. So you can't be riding around half cut. Um, so they're, they're going to miss uh, most of the, most of the season, I'm assuming. But um, yeah, I don't think jo- jockeys drank that much, Tim. Maybe you know better. Well, these guys obviously did. I <laughs> I, I remember a story, and like look, it, it, my mate didn't cover himself in glory all these years ago, but he was turning forty, and a, a group had bought him the walk across the bridge, the mm. Harbour Bridge. So he gets up in the morning after celebrating his birthday the night before. He drives down to the Harbour Bridge. They put you on the bag um, <laughs> to to see whether you're, yeah. you're under or over the limit. And he was over the limit, so he couldn't walk the bridge. So he got in his car and drove home. <laughs> what are these? So, <laughs> these jockeys got busted. Maybe they were riding side saddle, Tim. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not quite sure. <laughs> I'm not quite sure. But look, in, in all seriousness, as you say, uh, look, they need to come down hard on anything like that because it's ridiculous mm. in and around animals that are 600 kilos. Uh, you put a lot of lives at stake. Um, now, netball, uh, the boys want their time in the, the, the gold attack bibs. And, and understandably, look, if if there's a market for men to play netball, we'll give them an opportunity to do it. Yeah, I agree. And good on New South Wales netball to make this big step. They've included both men's and boys as part of the whole overall setup. So not only girls now can play netball, um, the boys can as well. So it's a, it's a very, very good move. And it's it's good to see um, that netball New South Wales have taken the lead in that. And uh, there's a lot of boys out there that obviously want to play netball. So good on them. So many people disappointed about the Perth test. And, and again, we're, we're feeling sorry for the actual people of Western Australia who are going to miss out on this test match. But you've gone there and played a lot of cricket. I've covered a lot of sport over there. And it is dead set, one of the most parochial places you'd ever want to go to. Remember when uh, I think it was Ian Healy got the, head, uh, got the nod ahead of Tim Zura and uh, they booed him every time he went there. Well, big time. And that happened to me as well, Timmy. Uh, I remember playing there, taking Tom Moody's spot in the 
one day for Australia and uh, I got booed for the first three or four times walking out the bat for your own country, in your own country. So that was pretty hard to take. And um, and Gilchrist did the same. He went over there um, and took, yeah, as you said, Tim Zira's spot and he was booed for a whole season. Um, Gilly became one of their favourite sons now, but they're a very, very parochial team. The, the one who used to make me laugh in the Shield game um, – Joe Angel would get a wicket. There was this one guy in the crowd, some old bloke, and every time Joe Angel got a wicket, he'd stand up and go, that's my brother's boy. <laughs> Shut up, mate. <laughs> You're an idiot. And uh, Yeah, one guy in the crowd. But, uh, yeah, they do like, do like their own and support them uh, profusely. Oh, yeah, and, and that whacker, the WACA ground, the ball would just sort of mm. cruise to the wicketkeeper about 100 metres back. Um, yeah, interesting days. The Margaret River had a bit to offer as well. <laughs> That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to our sponsors. Yeah, our fantastic sponsors in Maine Haircare. That's M-A-N-E, mainehaircare.com. And the best in the biz, our wonderful producer, Mr. Dan McHugh. We're back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. See you then, guys. Take care.